I'm Shannon Paradis, your host and founder of Learn, Laugh, Leap, and today we're going to talk about... Mmm, granola. We love cocoa bean nut granola. Welcome back to Learn, Laugh, Leap. I'm Shannon Paradis, and today I'm joined by Katherine Nelson, the owner and founder of Cocoa Bee and Nut Grain-Free Granola, and she's also known as the purveyor of granola. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes. So my family loves Cocoa Bee and Nut, particularly my son, who's gluten and dairy-free, so his breakfast options are pretty limited. He'll always ask me for granola in the morning. So can you share a little bit about your background and how you started making your own granola? Yeah. So I went to school at the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, and I uh, graduated and could not see myself being in an office setting. So, that. yeah, so I went to one career fair, I walked around, I made a lap, and then I left, and I just decided it wasn't for me, so I became a barista at oh. a coffee shop nearby, and it was called uh, Coffee News Cafe, uh, which is now not there anymore. But one of our jobs was to make traditional granola. And the cool thing about it is that we could make it however we wanted. If it was our turn, we could kind of do our own thing with it. I really enjoyed kind of figuring out the perfect consistency of oil to sweetener and having it clump up and being able to crush it in your hand. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of nerdy, but... Like a scientific experiment. Right, yeah. (laughs) And it's fun to make, and it's also easy to make because you can tweak it however you want and even if it gets a little overcooked it still tastes good so was that kind of your first exposure to granola yes okay so I worked there for three years so I got really good at it a friend of mine really liked it but she was always trying to eat lower carb so you know flash forward years later She was looking for a cereal that was lower in carb and higher in protein, but was having a really hard time finding that. So I just thought, well, why don't I just try making granola without the oats? And so I just gathered, you know, like the meatiest nuts I could find that were high in fiber and good fats for your brain. And that's kind of where this all started. So when you take out the oats, that's the part that makes it gluten free. Right. There are oats that are gluten-free. My reasoning behind taking the oats out was to make it low-carb, so it just happened to be gluten-free and grain-free once I did that. Mm -hmm. So it was an added bonus because... Uh, I wasn't even going for that in the first place, but the the consistency of the granola, it kind of is supposed to trick the brain into thinking you're eating oats because it's smaller pieces of nuts and uh. the sunflowers are about the size of a piece of oat. So right. yeah, a lot of times when people try it, they think they're eating oats. <laughs> And I have to tell them you're not. (laughs) You're eating less carbs. (laughs) So your friend was kind of your first customer. Right. And so did she keep asking you to make more? Well, I kept making her more. And then she had our friends try it. And everybody was like, wow, this is amazing. You should really sell this. And so I kind of, I had it in the back of my mind for a while. And then we ended up going on a trip to Uganda in 2016. And surprisingly, that was a big, a big impetus into the reason why I started because I met a lot of people who were my age that were entrepreneurs that made businesses out of hardly anything. And they were doing really well at it. And I thought, you know, I don't have a 
business background. I mean, I graduated with communication studies and a minor in electronic music production. (laughs) And I thought, you know, I can try this, see, you know, so I, I had a little angel loan from a friend who helped me get started at farmer's markets. So how long ago was that? That was in April of 2016. Which farmer's markets did you start in? Uh, We were in Maple Grove and Northeast. What did your packaging and things like that look like then? So we started out with coffee bags, like half pound size, Mm -hmm. um, because all of our bags are eight ounces, so half pound. And then they had the little twist enclosure, so they didn't have the plastic barrier that you see now on our bags, which keeps it more fresh. And we had two flavors. Uh, We started out with cinnamon cranberry and cardamom raisin. And then later on, we added the blueberry lemon. So how did you decide on those flavors? Uh, So the cinnamon cranberry was my first flavor. I had basically, I just was making it for my friend. So I just used the spices that I had in my cupboard. So (laughs) I I had cinnamon and allspice. (laughs) And I was like, sure, this will, you know, this will be it. And then when I signed up for farmer's markets, I thought, okay, well, I have to have more than one flavor. So I was like, okay, what do I know how to make that's really good. And I had been taught to make uh, this Indian tea cake a few years before that. It's called soji. It's made with farina, which is like a cream of wheat, but you put so much in it that it becomes a bar. And it's made with brown sugar, cardamom, raisins, milk, and butter. And it sounds so so good. (laughs) It's so (laughs) good. I've never heard of that before, but now I need to try it. Yeah. And uh, I could give you the recipe. Yeah. But it is my favorite flavor of granola that I make, and I could eat it constantly. Like, it's just so good. (laughs) Does your granola have sugar in it? So it's sweetened with honey, and two of the flavors have dried fruit that just has a little added sugar in it, just because it's really hard to source dried fruit that doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. Um, The raisins we use do not have any added sugar, but we have been thinking about drying our own and incorporating that instead so that we don't have to have the added sugar. So we're working on it. So now you say we... You are the sole owner, right? Yes. Okay. And then you're, are you referring to your employees then that are kind of co-creating with you? I think in the entrepreneur world, a lot of times when we say we, it means me. (laughs) Um, I always bounce ideas off of people that I work with and my family and a lot of the people that have been helping me are my family members. So, okay. but because I would sometimes say sometimes it probably feels like you're four people trying to do yeah everything. Yeah. It's a lot, but I make all the main major decisions. From that first farmer's market, fast forward three years, mm-hmm. how have things changed over time? They've changed quite a lot. We started in farmer's markets and I was baking out of my parents' kitchen at home. Really? Yep. And then only a few months later, we moved to a shared kitchen in South Minneapolis called City Food Studio. And then just recently, this at the beginning of October, we moved to Gia Kitchen in St. Paul, which is a gluten-free kitchen. So okay. it allows us to pursue more of like the gluten-free angle and possibly go for a certification. Would it just have the gluten-free li- or what certification would it be? There is a gluten-free certification you can get. There's a lot of jargon. You don't necessarily need to have a gluten-free certification because if you say on your packaging that the product is made without gluten, 
that's insinuated. Right. Yeah. So we might go that route, but we, you know, we started just in terms of what you asked, you know, the progress that we've been making, you know, we added the third flavor, blueberry lemon, mm-hmm. and, you know, got into grocery stores, Kowalski's, Lens and Byerly's, Lakewinds, and then most recently as we got into this new kitchen, we just joined the co-op partners family, which is a second distributor. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's got to be very challenging to get into some of these places mm-hmm. as much as they might say that they're open to local suppliers. They only have so much shelf space. That is so true. So how yeah. hard was it for you to get get your foot in the door? So the first grocery store chain we got into was Kowalski's. And I thankfully went to school with somebody who was one of the managers of one of the stores. And he's a really nice guy. His name is Max Mattis. And he got me connected to their buyer. So that was one instance. Um, in the instance of Lunds and Byerly's, I cold emailed them in January and they just happened to be redoing their granola sets. Oh my god. And they were looking for a local perfect timing. Yeah, so it was perfect wow. timing. I think a lot of how this business has gone for me has been right place, right time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. With the second distributor, I was able to have a meeting and we had been expanding into some stores that they already distribute to, so I think that really was a nice segue into working with them. Mm-hmm. We're on Amazon right now as well, but cool. we're looking into doing fulfillment by Amazon, which is a whole other step <laughs> level. So, yeah. Is it just a bunch of paperwork? Uh, I, well, it's to me, it seems like it's a lot of internet page. You know, I need help with it. Setting um, it up. Yeah. yeah. It's not my strength. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. Just yeah. outsource the stuff that you don't know. Yep. Stick to what you know. Your granola is grain-free, gluten-free, and non-GMO. So were any of those things important to you before you started doing this? Honestly, they were not as important to me because it's not something that I struggle with in terms of allergies. And as I was saying earlier, the reason why I did this was not for those reasons, but as I've done demos and met people and tell me how the people tell me how much they really appreciate it and mm-hmm. that they can't find this type of food with these certain parameters available to them has become more important to me in that way because uh, it makes me feel like I'm happy to be a contributor of that. Yeah. And it has made me more aware of what I'm consuming, even though I do, I'm a gluten eater. I, I do eat grains, you know, but sure. um, it makes me appreciate it more when I see what other people are going through mm-hmm. and how hard it is for them. Yeah. There's a lot of, I don't know if it's just because we put so much processed stuff into our food that people are now struggling with like autoimmune deficiencies mm-hmm. or just all over body issues. And so you do see a lot of gluten-free and dairy-free stuff like my son, mm-hmm. which, you know, we also have a daughter and she doesn't have those problems. So I'm not sure where it came from, but I will say in general, it's so hard not to be 
deceived by labels. And so you really have to be careful of what you're buying because you could just get thrown off by someone saying this is all natural or they have one thing on it. Maybe it does say non-GMO, but then there's a bunch of other junk. Mm -hmm. So when you turn your bag around, it's like, oh, this is actually like really clean. Right. Yeah. So I totally agree. It's a responsibility for myself that I feel like I want to make it you know, a clean label that can say exactly what what is in there and you can pronounce everything. But it's also, you know, important for the consumer to be looking at that too. And mm-hmm. just a personal note, I have a family member who has an autoimmune disease and found out later that one of the things they love consuming is a powdered coffee drink. You know, it's made with something that is linked to that disease. And, you know, it is really important to be reading labels and aware. Yeah. Yeah. Going off that same line, you have a tagline that is promoting happiness through health and helping out. So let's cover both sides of that. What do both of those mean to you? The health part is definitely, I feel very strongly And I'm very grateful that the product I make is helpful to people. I know that there's so many good foods. I mean, I have a major sweet tooth and I love chocolate and I love candy and I love consuming it all. Oh yeah. And I eat a lot of dark chocolate. 90% dark chocolate's great. But I just feel like I I would take it really personally knowing like if I, and this is not to disrespect anybody who makes like a sweet treat or anything like that, because I appreciate that stuff. But I feel like (laughs) good that I can produce something that is helping others with their nutrition. And I am proud to say that when I eat my product, like I actually feel really good and it feels good in my stomach and I feel like satisfied and it's not empty. So I feel great in that way about it health wise. And then the helping part, when I was in Uganda in 2016, I ended up meeting my friend Betty and she was our made in the place we were staying and she cleaned our room every day we were there and we became friends and she invited us to her home in a slum and told us her life story. It was a friend and I that were traveling together and I just felt like after that I really wanted to stay connected to her. So she has three children and then a niece who she's the guardian to because the aunt or her sister died of AIDS unfortunately like shortly after um, we left there. So a big part of why why I am doing Cocoa Bee and Nut and why I have kept doing it is just being able to give back. So we give 10% of our sales to charity. It says so right on the front of the label. And because we are pretty small right now, I've decided to focus directly on her family. Oh my gosh, Um, that's amazing. Yeah, and it's allowed all of them to go to school. And uh, the so it's two young ladies one is just graduating university, one is in her second year of university, and then two younger boys who are both in elementary school. And it's just been really amazing to see the progress because Maureen, the young lady who's in um, her second year, she graduated high school and had, you know, just thought that was the end. And then I mean, literally from the sales of this, I've been able to send them money for her to go. Yeah. And she's like the first person in that immediate family in her to go. 
And also, just most recently, the seven-year-old boy, I didn't know this until very recently, but for two years, he's been complaining that he's got chest pains, and he's really small, like he doesn't gain weight. We were able to, through the sales of this, like... Mm -hmm. Now he's going to get an echo on his heart and get that looked at and stuff. So, um, wow. Yeah. So, how do you stay in touch with them? uh, We actually stay in touch through WhatsApp. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. So, can you do video through that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She sends me videos of all of their birthdays and that they, they get, they're able to like get a cake and you know have I mean the room is completely full without a with all the kids from the neighborhood and it's like everybody's there singing and it's like they're just so happy yeah yeah gosh so is there a plan for them to come to the U.S. because of this heart thing with Gideon the little seven-year-old I have a connection to something that might be able to bring them here for that but that's really new in developments so but ultimately Yes, I would love to do that. Will that continue to be the initiative? Or do you think that as the business grows that you're you're going to stick with something similar to this? Yeah, I don't think it needs to be limited to one family or one cause or one area of the world. A lot of how this business has gone and the decisions that have been made have been based on intuition and planning. There's a need everywhere, you know, and sometimes people... It's so hard to find, yeah. like, the one thing, because there's a million things, right? right? Yeah. It could be yeah. local, it could be foreign, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned that when you eat your granola, you feel good. Are there any other changes in your routine or, or your well-being that, since you've gotten into this industry? There's a testimony. One of my high school classmates who lives over in the East Coast, mm-hmm. she found the granola and... Uh, her and her husband have been going to a nutritionist. Okay. And the nutritionist has been telling them, you know, avoid cereal. And they brought her the package of, it was actually the cardamom raisin. Oh my yeah. gosh. And she's like, she looked at it and she's like, wow, you actually can eat this. And mm-hmm. so they buy it and that's something that they eat. That's awesome. So, yeah. I um watched, I think it was on your Instagram, mm-hmm. you were demoing at and offering free granola at like a weightlifting competition or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of stuff where I'm thinking like, you know, once you get into this space, yeah, you were, you know, for the past few years you've been making granola, but then you're like surrounded by this, you know, health and wellness industry. Yeah. And so you're bound to make like some other changes in your life too. Yeah. Honestly, I started making a lot of changes even before I was doing this because I was a server for a really long time. And so I started working out a lot more so that I would, I could like accommodate the tasks of doing that job. Mm -hmm. And I think eating healthy is really an important part of that. But honestly, I've struggled with food for a lot of my life. I think a lot of people have. Yeah. And so it's, it's always something that's on my mind. Mm -hmm. And so it's a good thing for me that I've been able to incorporate that in a healthy way to help other people. It's interesting too, because Mm -hmm. I also struggle with like, I love food. Yeah. And, you know, you want to try to find the healthiest option, but also you want it to taste good. Exactly. And so your product does that for me. I've always been a huge breakfast person. Other people in my family just skip breakfast altogether. And I'm like, I don't understand that. That's another reason why I like your product. 
Thank you. Um, there's also a lot of pictures on your Instagram profile on behind the scenes stuff, people stirring pots, and that like, piques my curiosity too. So tell me yeah. about that, getting the product from there to the shelf. Yeah, it's taken a lot of work to make it efficient. And, you know, we started out with mixing bowls and I was just in the kitchen alone mixing up these bowls and putting them in the oven. And, you know, it is a very kind of a basic task, but it's fun. You know, mm-hmm. anybody who's come in to work with me, they always leave and they say, I had so much fun. And I <laughs> and I just think to myself, all you did was stir something, you know. <laughs> but I think in this day and age, it's, you know, when you can get back to the basics like that, it's mm-hmm. really kind of just reframes, gives you perspective on everything else you're doing in life. Yeah. Um, but that's an aside, I guess. My dad, he's a woodworker and he has constructed these mixers for us they're made out of a wooden frame and oh a, wow and like a cooler <laughs> and so we're able to scale up that way so we do a lot of mixing and the has new- anybody said like oh that's different because usually see like metal yeah. mixing bowls yeah yeah it's definitely different anybody <laughs> who looks at it is like wow you definitely made that you know <laughs> um but it it works yeah. and the inspectors are okay with it so Interesting. yeah and because we've been able to scale up a little bit the kitchen that we're in now has these amazing ovens that will hold two entire rolling racks full Jeez. of baking sheets so you roll it in and you shut the door and it lifts them off the ground and it turns them for you so you can you can make a lot of granola in like <laughs> half an hour <laughs> yeah, yeah how many bags do you make in that amount of time it's got to be about 500 i would say holy yeah. smokes mm-hmm. depending on out. how much we're doing and how efficient we can be so, so how many employees do you have at this point right now we are able to utilize three people in the kitchen and you can get that many bags out with three people. Yeah. It's amazing what you can accomplish in a certain amount of time if you have it planned well, out. It from the oven, how do you get it into mm-hmm. the bag? Yeah, it's funny. There's this whole... We, we put it in bins, and then we have these scales that we measure into measuring cups, and then we pour the measuring cups into the into So you the have to bags. do that part manually. Mm-hmm. So they're all, they all weigh about... Same. Yes. Yeah. We weigh every single bag. Okay. We seal every single bag. We wow. label every bag with a date on it. And uh, we are working on printed bags right now. So the bags right now that we're using attract oil. So if you get, you know, a chia seed on it, that's, you know, touched coconut oil, mm-hmm. you can see that mark on it. So we, you know, you have to be very precise and we hope to have our printed bags ready uh, at the beginning of 2020. Now, is this your full-time job? It is mostly my full-time job. Okay. Yes. What are you doing I, on the side? I work at a coffee shop. Oh, yeah. okay. Actually, I work at Sparrow Cafe on Penn and 50th, and it is the cutest coffee shop, and they have really cool drinks, and it's all sparrow and bird motif, and Ew. it's really pretty inside, so... Yeah, I was... You just couldn't stay away. No. Actually, being a barista is the funnest job I've ever had. Really? Yeah. You don't make a lot of money, but it's just fun. And you get to interact with people and it's... See, I've I've been in the service industry and I find it disheartening because people, like, really disappoint me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, 
some people are super nice and you love those regulars and then others you're just like oh my gosh yeah. people are so rude i know i kind of look at it as like if i'm nice to them it's easier for them to be nice to me yeah you know and then if they're not nice then i can't take it personally because There's i have been nice done. to them already yeah. yeah okay i want to talk about this costco article that you posted on employee yeah. employees being number one so why is that important to you i guess it that does also kind of tie in nicely with the customer service thing. Yeah. It's like, you be nice to them, they'll be nice to you, hopefully. Right, right, yeah. I mean, I read in a book once something in the similar vein of that where, you know, your employee is the most important customer you'll ever have. And I think the reason for that is because they are basically promoting your product and they are the face of the product. And whether it's a restaurant or, you know, a piece of art or a television show or whatever you're doing ultimately you know the way it's presented and if people are happy that's gonna show in one way or another Mm -hmm. so I don't want to answer this question like make anybody feel bad from like wherever I've worked but I I definitely know that it is important to treat your employees well and to get in yeah to get input from them you know I really want to know like if someone disagrees with me on a decision that I've made or if they don't feel comfortable in a certain way I want them to feel like they can tell me and I will listen yeah and I don't I don't want anybody coming to work feeling like they don't want to be there so I really take that to heart and maybe even take it too personally but it's something I really care <laughs> we'll about sleep over it a little bit yeah are your employees are any of them friends of yours or did how did you bring them in there's been a little bit of change because we've changed kitchens and um somebody's moved away but i met someone in a group of friends and i was just telling them about what i was doing and they just they wanted to work i didn't ask them to work they (laughs) said i want to work in your kitchen my gosh and i i said okay you know planning on hiring someone else no yeah i mean she came in as a volunteer because you know I thought she just wanted to I mean she told me she just wanted to volunteer and then she kept coming regularly (laughs) and so I was like I have to pay you you know and then we needed a little more help so a lot of times in shared kitchens there are certain people that will be working with a different food company and then because they know the kitchen really well it translates really nicely to work with another food company. Mm-hmm. So I, I got someone else that way. My mom and dad have been true helpers. Uh, helpers. Oh, yep. that's awesome. So they've helped me a lot along the way and other siblings. I have two brothers and two sisters and in different ways they've all helped you know, and we're trying to get a deadline or, you know, just volunteer their time. So hands on deck. Yeah. So it's nice to have that family support. Are any of them regularly in the kitchen? Uh, Right now, my younger sister is, and she's also a graphic designer. Perfect. Uh, So she's helping me with (laughs) my bags. And it, yeah, it's become a family affair, which is really, I'm really grateful for that. Any ideas for expansion or new flavors? Yes. So in the new flavor realm, thinking of two flavors, one of them is going to be vegan for sure. Mm. Um, And what makes it vegan? So what doesn't make our product vegan now is the honey. So we will probably, well, we most likely will be integrating maple syrup into the next flavor. So that's one of the upcoming things that we can look forward to. And then the other potential idea is plain 
because sometimes people ask for something that's just plain and so yeah <laughs> so no spice right so it would oh. just have like the honey in it which is tasty i've i mean that's part of how we make it is part that part of the process is that it is plain to begin with and i think this part of the United States, I think, would appreciate that because, you know, there are a lot of people who don't like spice. They don't, they just want to eat something plain, add it to, add it to a sweetened yogurt that is a flavor, you know. And mm-hmm. So that, that might be something, a road we go down. Interesting. And yeah. you do demos a lot. So do you have mm-hmm. any upcoming events or places that we could find you? Yes. So we are going to be at the Minneapolis Holiday Boutique at yeah. the U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, oh, no, wow. Yes. Have you ever been in there? I have not. It's going to be on the main floor, so on the field. It's uh, November 8th through the 10th. Okay. And it's all for, you know, promoting holiday shopping. And I know they have some fun events going on during the weekend at different times. Um, I know there's like a ladies' night on Friday night, I think. So that's the biggest holiday event we're doing and we are hoping to expand to a lot more co-ops soon, but I'm not, that's Can't say nothing's where. nailed down quite yet, but that's yes. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Do you post, if you have other upcoming events like that, will you post it on your website? I usually will post it on my Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we are planning on being at the Food and Wine Event uh, Expo at the Twin Stadium uh, in March as well. Perfect. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Is there anything else that you want to add before we sign off? I do want to thank uh, my family and my friends for all of their support. Yeah. For all these years, we're going into our fourth year of operation. And honestly, I never could have come this far and probably will never be able to get as far as we go, however far that is, without their support. So I really appreciate them for that. So thanks, mom and dad. Yes, that's very sweet. And you better yeah. listen to this podcast or else you'll never know. Oh, they will. give you a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they will. <laughs> they will. If you enjoyed this episode of Learn Lively, please take five seconds to give me a five-star rating on iTunes and like and share with your friends. Till next time. This episode is brought to you by ProSoul, where Microsoft Office experts create custom solutions to meet your unique business needs. Learn more at www.prosolmn.com. Problem solved.